Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Welcome to Full Count Chaos. Nathan Andrews here. As always, you can reach me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Full Count Chaos, Facebook, Instagram, all that good shit. Head over to fullcountchaos.com. Subscribe and past episodes you can download and tune into. Well, adios, Manuel. Nomas Machado. He is now on the Dodgers. How do you feel? Are you upset? Did you cry? Did you light a candle for him? Are you now a Dodgers fan? Are you going to follow the career of Manny Machado and whatever jersey he puts on, you're going to be that fan because you love yourself some motherfucking Machado. Well, he's gone. And I'm recording it right now, Friday night, Saturday, July 21st. And Manny went two for three tonight, two hits against the Brewers. The Dodgers won. So I'm so happy for Manny and the Dodgers. (laughs) No, I am. Uh, Manny's probably happier than a pig in shit in L.A., Who wouldn't be, knowing that you're going to get paid to play baseball and live in L.A.? Who wants to live in Baltimore? I mean, even Adam Jones over the years has made remarks about Baltimore. What's your favorite part of Baltimore? Oh, the airport. Yeah, that was hilarious, Adam. Very funny. I don't know. Adam said some things in his career that I'm just kind of like, oof, that's a little douchey. Well, the Orioles lost tonight. Again, I'm recording this Friday, July 21st, uh, 8-7. They came back against the Blue Jays. Tied it up in the ninth, and then Beckham, of course, reminded us of why we're probably going to miss Manny Machado the rest of the season. He has two errors in the 10th inning, causes the Blue Jays to win. That was bad. Now, before I get on a rant about Manny Machado, I do want to quickly talk about the All-Star game where the most rich, talented, conceited males join together on one field and have a fantastic game. But I stopped watching when it was 2-1 to before the second home run derby started. Ten home runs in one game. American League won 8-6. Congratulations to them. Max Scherzer watched him pitch in the first inning. He put on a little show. I'm starting to realize that I'm an old school guy who does not like showboating. A lot of fans I talk to of sports, they love the showboating. They love when uh, the batters watch the home run or they flip the bat. Football, basketball, whatever it is. I know fans are like, I love it. I love when players showboat and it gets everybody routed up. I don't. Act like you've been there. Don't act like a douchebag. Max Scherzer, I think he's one of the greatest pitchers in the game right now, and and some people argue and say he's the best pitcher that has ever played the game. But all that bullshit where when he strikes somebody out, he pumps his chest and he almost walks all the way to the first base around the mound. It's like, dude, act like you've been there. I get it. All pitchers do their little uh, walk around the mound, but you don't have to hit. He goes first, second, or third to home and then walks back on the pitcher's mound every strikeout. We get it. You're good, Max. Then we had to listen to Joe Buck. He just loves to hear himself talk. He had terrible interviews in the All-Star game because they interviewed the players who are standing out in the field, and Mike Trout called Joe Buck out and said, that was a terrible question. I think Joe Buck said something like, do you get starstruck when you play with these guys? And Trout's like, literally said, that was a terrible question. And Joe, I, I got somebody has got to pull him aside. We all know that's not your normal hair color. What is that? It's like a pinkish peach color. He's hanging on for dear life on the top of his head with those little strands of hair. At this point, just shave your head, dude. A- a- anything that exciting that happens in the game, he will make it sound boring as hell. If there's a triple play, ground ball to third, tax third to second to first, triple play. 
Max Scherzer gets out of the inning. We'll be back here on Fox. It's like, come on. You couldn't have found anybody else out there to call a game that's supposed to get people excited about. And then we got to watch Bryce Harper. I'm not a fan of his. You know I'm not a fan. I've expressed many a times how I feel Bryce Harper is a ginormous douchebag. And I know I'm going on a rant right now of things and people that I didn't like during the All-Star game. But oh well, I do that sometimes on this podcast. But all through Twitter, all weekend, all week it was about how Bryce Harper cheated in Home Run Derby. Who cares? It was home, home Run Derby, right? But when you put the word cheat next to sports, it doesn't go over well. Fans do not like that. And again, I know it was Home Run Derby, but Bryce, you fucking cheated. All right? Just another reason why I don't like you right now. It was all over. It was trending on social media. Um, I, I Hashtag Bryce Harper Home Run Derby cheater. I, I forgot what the hashtag was. But then it just died down quickly because I think a lot of people were like, all right, it was Homer and Derby. Let's move on. But he was supposed to not hit the next pitch until his ball that he just hit hits the ground first. And then he hits another one. Well, he had like 10 seconds to go and he had to hit like 10 home runs. And his dad pitched like five of them in the matter of three seconds. And he hit all five over the wall. He did that a few times. And his dad, holy hell, I think that guy could crush your head with his two index fingers. Do you see that guy? He's a fucking animal. Guy's arms were huge. Made Bryce look like a little twig when he was standing next to him. Now, of course, we got to watch Manny Machado in the All-Star game. Of course, anytime we get to watch Manny, it's exciting. I was just curious, did you feel proud? Him wearing an Orioles jersey in the All-Star game, did it feel like any other year when an Orioles in the All-Star game? I, I didn't feel that. It, it really just felt dull. There was nothing there, no excitement. Last year, the year before, you see Adam Jones, Manny Machado, Scope, whoever it was in the All-Star game, you get excited. They're representing your favorite team. You, you love watching them. You hope they make big plays. I don't know. It just, obviously, we knew Manny Machado was going to be off the team before the uh, second half of the season started, and that's probably why it was just like, nah. It was a farewell game. Manny wearing his Orioles jersey. It was actually... You know, bittersweet. It's kind of sad. So I, it, it wasn't exciting. Now, Nick Markakis watching him. Thank God that man has made the All-Star game. That was awesome seeing him in the game. And a lot of players, even Mike Trout spoke up. Bryce Harper even spoke up and said, it's about time Nick Markakis made the All-Star game. He's awesome. So that was a lot of fun. But Manny's gone uh, five. A lot of mixed reviews on, on what the O's got for Manny. Obviously would have got more, would have got better players if they traded him last year. Five good players. I mean, Diaz, he's the kid, 21-year-old kid. Everybody's got his eye on him. He's an outfielder. He's got a good bat. Uh, scouts say that he should be about, you know, average of 290 with 15 to 20 home runs a year. That would be fantastic. If we could get someone in our lineup, 15, 20 home runs, batting 290, maybe 300, that'd be great. They say he's fast. Uh, I know he played tonight, uh, double-A ball, got his first, first at-bat base hit. <clears throat> they got Bannon, 22 years old, 961 OPS on the season, not bad. Has a good glove. They said he'd be good enough for third baseman. Kramer, 22 years old. He's a pitcher. Scouting says he has velocity, uh, solid velocity on his fastball, has command of a slider and curve. That's There you go. Right there is better than what we have right now. It says his changeup could develop into a usable pitch. No problem. Pop, 21 years old. Relief prospect, ERA of .33. All right, not bad. (laughs) 
more than a strikeout per inning across two seasons in the low minors of Valera. Uh, he spent time uh, with the big league club, 2018, 26 years old. He's a switch hitter. He can play second, third, outfield corner. So basically every player that we have on the Orioles right now, every every game I'm like, all right, who's playing where? It says uh, to, to wrap him up in the scouting report, uh, he hasn't produced in limited action at the major league level, but in the minors, he showed good bat-to-ball skills and speed on the bases. All right, whatever. So basically what a baseball player should be if they're playing professional sports. Now, uh, the Orioles, obviously we know one of the worst uh, first halves of baseball that any team has almost ever had in the game of baseball. On Baseball.com, very easily, they laid out stats that make you want to drink yourself to sleep. As we know, they're 28 and 70 right now. They just lost to the Blue Jays 8 to 7. Now they went into the All-Star break 28 and 69. If they remain on their current pace, they would be 15th worst winning percentage in modern MLB history, it says. That would be 47-115. I don't think they're going to be 47-115. I don't think they're going to win 47 games because now that Manny's gone, we would the games we will win would be 5 to 4 it's because Manny would hit four home runs in that game and then we get a couple lucky bullshit base hits and then we win 4 to 3 somehow. 6 to 5 cuz Manny hit two grand slams, whatever, or it'd be 8 to 5. Do the math, dickhead. Uh, but anyway, if we ended 47 and 115, it says making them just one of six teams with 115 or more losses ever. Their record of uh, 12 and 36 is the worst in the majors. This is what cracked me up. So they tell us that they had a terrible road record and a terrible home record. Yeah, no shit. That's kind of what happens when you're at 28 and 70 right now. Uh, the Orioles offense, second fewest run scored in the majors at 339. Uh, we're ahead of the Royals, who are having they're having a really bad year as well. But somebody sold their soul, so they won a World Series a couple years ago. I don't know what our problem is. Uh, we have the worst batting average at 227 in all of baseball. Uh, we have the worst on-base percentage at 290 in all of baseball. It's going to be brutal. You have that feeling in your gut that you know something's just, it, it's not going to be pretty for a while. Um, also, I want to get to, as I always, every week, I like to talk about your most hated players. You can email me, fullcountchaos at gmail.com, or however, send me a tweet. I don't care. However it is you want to get a hold of me of your worst player, uh, if your most hated player in baseball could have played 50 years ago or, or hasn't played yet, maybe a guy in single-A ball that you can't stand that you already feel is most hated player. Well, I got an email from an A's fan. Uh, his friends follow me on Twitter, and he says he listens to the podcast and heard I like to discuss most hated player. Well, his most hated player is, of course, Manny Machado, and he wanted to write in and uh, give his thoughts on that. All right, this guy's name is Drew. He says, I live in Maryland, but have always been an Oakland A's fan my entire life. Says, when I was a kid, Ricky Henderson, Dave Stewart, Mark McGuire, Jose Canseco, that was basically like watching an all-star team and was fun to watch. My dad was an Oakland A's fan. My dad's dad was an Oakland A's fan, and so was his dad. Though I remember a few years ago, Manny Machado getting into it with Josh Donaldson in Camden Yards and then throwing his bat at him. Actually, uh, Drew, uh, that day, Manny was trying to throw the bat at the pitcher. I think it was Fernando Abad. I think his name was. uh, He's up by 10 runs in the eighth inning, and they decided to throw at Manny. What a pussy move. But he did release the bat a little too late. (laughs) Not always a good thing to throw your bat at somebody, but it wound up flying towards Josh Donaldson, who he had the little debacle with the day before, which I'll 
talk about that here in a second. But anyway, uh, Drew continues, says, after that, he continued to act like a jackass his entire career with the Orioles, acting like he rolled the roost. He just didn't seem like he had any respect for the game. How he acted towards Donaldson and the Oakland A's was uncalled for. For this reason, Manny Machado is my most hated player. Hey, thanks for writing in, Derek. Appreciate it. Well, look, he's a he's an Oriole. He's Manny Machado. That name's a little sensitive right now because we just lost him. So I'm instead of just saying, hey, thanks for sharing, I'm going to have to defend him a little bit. Now, look, I do got to say, nobody gives a shit about Donaldson anymore. And I'm sure you're not a Donaldson fan. It's funny, when we played the Oakland A's like two or three years after that happened, A's fans were still booing Machado, which was pretty funny. But fans have seemed to move on from that. Manny's the main guy everybody is talking about, by the way. I get when he was young, he did have an attitude. You know, when you're young, what was he, 21 years old coming up? Being rich, being famous, being in the spotlight, being told you're the best. You know, being at that age on television every day and in front of the media, that's tough. That is a difficult thing to do. You know, you try to do that in Hollywood, 21 years old, trying to grow up in the spotlight. You know, normally in Hollywood, you're addicted to coke by 24, taking roles as an extra in Sharknado movies. So I think Manny kind of handled it as well as he could. He's calmed down. He's not like that anymore. Look, when the Red Sox were throwing at him, last well, I think that was last year, and I, and I forgot what the whole situation was with Chris Sale throwing the ball at him and it was in uh, Fenway Park. Man, he just kept hitting home runs. That's how he answered. He just kind of backed away. He kept his cool. And I'm sure somebody pulled him aside in the Orioles, maybe Adam or whoever it was, and told him to calm the hell down. Maybe Buck brought him in the office and said, look, man, you've got to chill the fuck out. And I agree, Derek. I, I do. I mean, Manny Machado, he was a hothead. Seemed like there was always something. And if you don't remember what he's talking about, Oakland was playing Baltimore in Camden Yards, and there was two outs. Ground ball to Donaldson. Manny was on second, and he started running to third. Well, instead of Donaldson throwing it to third or to first, I get it. I mean, Manny's right there in front of him. So Donaldson just kind of, you know, slapped his glove on, on, on Manny's chest just to make sure that he tagged him. Well, Manny got off balance, fell backwards, threw his helmet down, started getting in Josh Donaldson's face. I remember watching that live thinking to myself, what are you doing, Manny? <laughs> 0-2 count. Runner off second base. Shells a goal towards third base. Donaldson, oh, who's going to tag him. And gets the out, and Manny Machado didn't like it. And they're having words. Machado slammed the helmet down. He thought that Donaldson hit him a little too hard. Bobby Dickerson moves in to get Machado out of there. You don't usually see that play in the infield, Mike, where the infielder tags the runner rather than throwing the first. All right, and uh, Donaldson, he said, well, man, he's right here, so I might as well tag him. He kind of tagged him, gave him a little punch there in the stomach, and then he ended up getting off balance, and I think, uh, obviously, took offense to that one. And when I got this email, I said, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. I went back and watched it on YouTube, and I admit, I many overreacted. Fans that I hear talk about Manny now outside of Baltimore or, or not Orioles fans say he's one of the best third basemen that they've ever seen play the game. But Manny, Manny's the main guy everyone's talking about right now. But Josh Donaldson, I, I mean, he plays for Toronto. I don't even know what his numbers are right now. I don't think he's even doing that well. But And he wasn't even in the lineup tonight. But, hey, thanks for the email. Now, 
on the uh, subject of most hated players, I think right now, looking into this, I, I got to say in my top three at least right now, Josh Hader this week. I'm sure you heard about that. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. You got to do some digging. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are famous on Twitter where if you go back to things that they said 10 years ago, if you want to take the time to try to dig back that far, you'd probably find some messed up shit. Probably stuff that they could get in trouble for. Now, if you didn't hear about this, which I'm sure you did, you tune into this podcast, you're a baseball fan. Josh Hader, pitcher for the Brewers, was in the All-Star game. Uh, Somebody dug up some tweets that he had back in 2011. Now, that's not that far ago. That's only seven years ago. And racist tweets, stupid tweets, and I'm going to read them here in a second. You know, he's he's in trouble. Anytime you're a a sports player, you're in Hollywood, whatever it is, if you're famous, or even if you're not, I mean, if you work for a company and a company finds out that you're out there tweeting racist tweets, yeah, you're probably going to get fired. But now, you know, Major League got a hold of of his tweets. And and here's the thing. This is what pisses me off about this whole situation. People say, well, he was 17 years old. Here, let me get into the tweets of what he said. Suck my cock, I'll murder your family. Uh, One tweet just says straight up KKK. Another tweet says gay people freak me out. This dude comes in with pony shirts and a pony mailbag. Hashtag the fuck. One tweet, he just says, I hate gay people. You're a moron. And then uh, another one I saw, need a bitch that can fuck, cook, clean, right. I I don't know. So, again, these are like six, seven years ago. Somebody found them. They surfaced. (laughs) You jackass. Now he's required to go through sensitivity training. Says take a part in MLB's diversity and inclusion initiatives because of his racist and homophobic remarks online. What do you mean he was only 17? This was only five, six years ago. He wasn't nine years old tweeting this out and people going, come on, he was a kid. He didn't know what he was talking about. When you're 17 years old, okay, you're basically an adult at that point. You know right from wrong. You know it's racist. You know it can hurt people's feelings. You you know saying gay shit and KKK on Twitter is going to affect people. So to be like him coming out being like, well, I was stupid. I was only 17. I don't fall for that shit. That is such a crock of shit. People are like, that's not really his beliefs. I, I Again, I don't know the guy personally, but if I was working with somebody in a company and I saw that he was sending tweets out six years ago, we're not talking 16 years ago, we're talking six years ago about the KKK and how he hates gay people, I would definitely say that's an issue. And if he was working for me, I would probably fire him. So for people saying he was only 17, 17, I remember being 17. I didn't have all my shit together. You're still a teenager, but you knew right from wrong. So right now he's in the top three of one of my most hated players. I hate gay people, KKK, he writes the N-word. And there are some African-American players on his team that stuck up for him and said, hey, we know him, that's really not him. Again, this was only six years ago. And why he didn't delete the... That's another thing. You know that it's on your Twitter. You know you posted it. It's out there. A couple of the tweets, he actually directed it at somebody. So maybe at that point, he had no way of deleting it because if that person saved it, he's fucked. But regardless, you, you want to go back and, and delete it. But, but reading these tweets, a guy has zero intelligence. He's a dickhead anyway. 
I'm glad he got caught. So I'd like to hear from you. Are you like me thinking it's only six years ago? The guy knew right from wrong. He was 17. He's basically an adult. He knew what he was doing or like some other people that I know. Hey, he's just a teenager. You know, he's still young now. So maybe he's still trying to figure stuff out. I'd love to hear from you. Also this week, moving on from this guy, from this asshole, came across an article written by The Athletic. (laughs) This is kind of interesting. They ran a poll. They asked major league, current Major League Baseball players which manager they would not want to play for. And the top result, you know him, Buck Showalter. Now, the runners-up are Joe Madden, Jeff Bannister, uh, Gabe Kapler, Aaron Boone. But nope, <laughs> Buck Showalter. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I don't know why. They didn't go into detail of why the players stated they didn't want to play for Buck. I remember in 2010 when he came to Baltimore, the rumor was I was reading articles from sports media and and even players. They weren't really sure what they were going to get into because I remember and hearing stories about how Buck was you know strictly business, which isn't a bad thing, but just didn't have a sense of humor, was always yelling at players for doing ever kind of stupid shit. But then he comes to Baltimore and the players, I remember J.J. Hardy being like, he's a funny guy. He doesn't mind us having fun. He doesn't mind us pulling pranks on each other. So I don't know what changed from the time he was managing back in the day to now. Because now they just, they had a blast. They loved him. It said he was a very funny guy. He's got a great sense of humor. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Seeing (laughs) Buck Showalter named from players, current players today, of a manager that they would not want to play for. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, now... Probably seeing how bad the Orioles are and how grumpy he is and how he's just fed up. Maybe that's what it is. I wouldn't want to play for Buck Schulter right now. I probably maybe they misunderstood the question. Maybe they thought it was, you know, which team would you not want to play for? And they, I don't want to play for Buck Showalter's team because they they're the worst team that's probably ever gonna play the game of baseball. Tony Lombardi put a tweet out there of how bad they are. He said, Currently the Orioles have the worst team batting average at two twenty seven. Without Manny, that drops to two sixteen. If they also trade Adam Jones, that number drops to 207. If they also trade Mark Trumbo, that number drops to 203. The three players account for 41.4% of the O's home runs. Holy hell. Ooh. People say, man, I'm sorry that you uh, picked to do the podcast this year with the Orioles. No, I'm having fun. This is fun. I mean, you know, if they're going to be bad, why not historically bad? We can have some fun. And again, I love the Orioles. Nobody wants, if you're an Orioles fan, you don't want to see this shit. And people say, well, hopefully they do become the worst team because they get the first draft. You got to remember in the 2000s, mid 2000s, early 2000s, they had the first draft a lot and they fucked that up. So I don't know if I'm super excited to hear, yeah, they might get the first draft again. And again, what is it? 60% of the time first draft doesn't even make it in the majors or the team that they that drafted them it just doesn't feel like a team anymore with the Orioles right I mean especially you know Scope and Manny they had the greatest relationship on the Orioles they were best friends blah da 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 they just don't seem like of course they're having fun but they don't seem like a family now I don't know if it's because they're so bad right now nobody's having fun nobody's goofing around you know, it's like what, what, chicken or the egg. What comes first? Is it because uh, if, if it's a team that's doing great, it, they look like a family because they love playing with each other? Or is it they love playing with each other and they wind up being this great team and it just all meshes together? But watching the Orioles now, oh, God, it's awful. They're all in the dugout just 
you, they got that look on their face like they either have the diarrhea or they want to get the hell out of there. Everything's just uncomfortable. Now, of course, I'm going to miss Manny Machado. 20 years old. Comes on the Orioles. He's one of the greatest third basemen that I've ever, ever seen play the game. And people have asked me, what is my favorite Manny Machado moment? Oh, there, there, there's a ton of them. But anytime someone asks me that question, I got to say the first thing that I think of was back in 2012, his rookie year, again, 20 years old. Uh, it was a tie game, and this was in 2012, 2-2, two to two, ninth inning, two outs, guy on second base for Tampa, and I can't remember who the runner was, but it was a slow roller to Manny. Manny picks it up. And he looks like he's going to do this, you know, hopefully, ho- hope to hell I get this runner out at first throw. And he holds on to the ball. And the guy rounding third is assuming that Manny's going to throw it. And he keeps running. Manny fakes the guy out. And they tag him out. 3-2-2 away. Longoria waiting. Slow ground ball. Manny Machado barehanded. Don't throw it away. Don't throw it at all. What a great play. Ending over, bottom of the ninth, goes to the game 2-2. Orioles wind up winning that night. But that was amazing. Again, 20 years old, rookie year, third base. In that kind of situation, a split second to think of what you want to do. And, again, all the credit went to Manny Machado, but a lot of the credit's got to go to J.J. Hardy because J.J. was playing short. When Manny was going to get the ball, J.J. came around behind him, stood on third base, you know, hey, just in case, and it's exactly how it went down, and it worked, and it was amazing. And I was at that game, and the crowd, you know, crowd was going crazy. It was in September. It's when, holy hell, are the Orioles actually going to make the playoffs? I'm telling you, 2012 was just so much fun being an Orioles fan. And I understand Delman Young, bases clearing doubles, probably the best moment as an Orioles fan in 2014. But I got to say, the second greatest moment I remember when I was at the game, when we played the Yankees, and I've talked about this before, it was in uh, late September. And we, we, we beat the Yankees to go first place in the division. And I remember we were up by like six runs. And the Yankees, of course, because they're the freaking Yankees, came up tied at six to six. We go into the bottom of the eighth. I remember sitting there and looking at a friend of mine. He just had his head hanging low because we thought that they just blew a five-run lead. And we're thinking it's the Yankees. They're going to win this game in the ninth. Adam Jones comes up to bat, crushes a home run, makes it seven to six right then and there. The crowd with the stadium shook. And I'm sure it didn't shake like when Delman Young hit that bases clearing double. But we were jumping up. And then Matt Wieters gets a base hit. And then Mark Reynolds comes up and crushes one. And then Chris Davis comes up and crushes a home run. There's no outs yet. We're up 9-6. to six, Bottom of the 8th inning. Late September. We're trying to win the division here. And the crowd was going crazy. And remember, it was 14 years of losing with this team. And it was just, I've never seen so many grown men hug each other, and they didn't know who they were. They didn't care. I was hugging guys I've never met before. It was amazing. So many years of just watching this team lose, and they're in late September trying to win the division. It's a tie game. Oh, it was it was the greatest time I've ever had in Camden Yards. And again, it's because, you know, before that, it was just losing season after losing season, and I'm really afraid that's what we're about to be in for, and I hope to God not. 
And I, you know, watching Manny leave the team, seeing Tim Beckham go to shortstop. Oh, Jesus, help us. <laughs> but that year, 2012, being an Orioles fan was fantastic. I went to 30. I'm not kidding. I went to 30, 30 home games that year. I was so excited. And I have the, a great hookup with tickets. So, you know, front row, right at the next to the dugout with the Orioles. It was amazing. People were going nuts. And obviously, as you know, that year they play, they go to Texas. Nobody thought they were going to win. They win. I remember watching that game with my father. And <laughs> when Nate McLeod caught the third out against Texas, my dad and I were jumping up like a bunch of little kids, giggling, hugging each other. We ran outside. We're honking the horn of our cars. There's fireworks down the street. It was a great moment for Baltimore. So many years we were waiting for that. And again, I even thought they were going to lose in Texas. I even said to friends and family, look, I don't care. They just made it to the playoffs. and that. Let's just have fun with this. Boom. There they go. Playing New York in the next round. Obviously, we know what happened. Fucking Jim Johnson, which he's in Toledo right now. He's not even in the majors. But Manny, oh, you know, I obviously wish him luck. I just remember when he was on the uh, Orioles, I really thought Manny was going to be the next Cal Ripken. This was the guy that we were going to see play for the next 20 years with an Orioles jersey and retire as an Oriole. Couldn't it t- in 2012, if you had told me that we're going to trade him four year, five years later, I would have said, hell no, that's the dumbest thing they could do. No, 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 they're going to put money into a guy who's going to be uh, batting 149 and have the strikeout record for an Oriole. Oh, well. Well, good for Manny. I'm going to miss Manny. I'm sure we're going to see play the Dodgers next year or the year after or something along that line, and we're going to get him a standing ovation. And then he's going to crush about two or three home runs in Camden Yards, and we're going to lose the game 10 to nothing. Anyway, again, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me anytime, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Till next time, see you.